Hello, and welcome to the Grace Lace Podcast. Today's bonus episode is a special conversation with the Grace Lace team about what resonated with them from our most recent season about embracing our limitations. I love that you get to hear from these women that I get to work with on a day-to-day basis. They're the ones who have actually walked with me while I navigate my own limitations. They're sharing their own experiences, and I'm praying it encourages you too. Well, we are back with the whole team. I'm so excited to sit down with you guys today and talk about something that I know resonates with all of us, limitations. We all have them, and even if we feel like we can do everything, we know that we actually can't. And that's okay. We have limitations, and they're on purpose, and so we are going to talk about it and hopefully be an encouragement to listeners and each other, even as we have this conversation. So if you're new here, um, welcome to the Grace Lace Podcast. We'll start this team episode by introducing ourselves, and I'm going to ask a get-to-know-you question because we want to get to know you. So team, tell us your name, your role on the team, and then your favorite color and your favorite flower, because we do so many flowers at Grace Sliced. I'll go ahead and kick us off. Uh, if you don't know my voice, my name is Eve Stipes, and I am the executive director of Ruth Joe Simons Ministries and the regular co-host of the podcast. And my favorite color, I think it changes a lot. Right now, I'm really feeling blue. Um, and my favorite flower is a peony. So who will be next? My name's Camille. I'm the studio manager and photographer for Grace Lace. Um, my favorite color right now is definitely green, especially Ooh. after a long winter of just white and gray. I'm <laughs> loving the green right now. Yes. Um, favorite flower is a lupine. Really any wildflower, but lupines right now. Oh, I love that. I love wildflowers too. Um, I'm Sarah, and I'm the graphic designer here at Gracelace, and I have been obsessed with sky blue (laughs) for like a couple years now, so I feel like there's been a little more blue and Gracelace stuff (laughs) lately (laughs) because we've been loving it, but, um, and my favorite flower now is also, is, um, jasmine. I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and it's blooming right now, and it smells so amazing. So yeah, I bet. It's literally like filling the streets. It's so nice to go on a walk and smell the jasmine, and I feel like it's just the most beautiful sign of springtime. So mm, Fun. Jen, what's your favorite flower and color? Oh, I love that. Makes me miss Charleston so much. Um, but hi, I'm Jen. I'm the social media and community manager here at Grace Lace. And my favorite color, I would have to say, is an olive green. Um, ooh, I like that ooh. it could be like lighter or darker. It's still a neutral, which <laughs> I'm known for. You are. But it can be, you know, like, you know, we like women can wear it, men can wear it. I feel like it's just really versatile. But still can be really pretty and modern. And my favorite flower, it's a new-to-me flower in the last couple of years, but hellebores mm. are so pretty and just so delicate but have, like, a spirit and a movement to them that's really yeah. fun. And so I think they're they're kind of trendy right now, too. So. Nice. <laughs> um, I feel like all those flowers, I don't even know. 
know what they look like in my brain. So <laughs> I'm going to have to go look those up after this. Um, my name's Anna. I am the digital media and project manager here at Grace Laced. Um, I would say my favorite color is definitely yellow, although close second is olive green. Mm-hmm. And most people assume green because most of my clothing is green. Um, but yeah, I love the color yellow and needless to say, my favorite flower is a sunflower because it's my favorite color. So <laughs> and pretty matches. simple. Yeah. yeah. That works pretty well. Well, today we're going to just kind of jump into it and talk through the principles that we talked about on the this season of the podcast about how we can actually embrace the limitations that God has given us. And so there are five of them. Know what you're called to, say no with confidence, exercise faith, prioritize connection, and then leave room for the unexpected. So let's start with knowing what you're called to. How does this play out for you guys? How is it hard? What are you thinking? Well, with this episode, it reminded me a lot of social media, which is what I do like as a job and also um, just something that I've been involved in, kind of like a hobby for a really long time. Um, yeah. What's that like almost since, I guess, the inception of Instagram, like <laughs> yeah. however many years ago. So I've been on it for a long time and I've kind of seen it evolve, um, you and know, devolve. from just something and evolve. Yes. <laughs> for all it's ills and you know good things also but I mean right now the big thing is you know influencer marketing and people kind of telling you what you should buy and what you should do and where you should Mm -hmm. go and what you should eat and (laughs) sometimes what you should think you know and um yeah the world kind of tells you if all these other people are doing it you should too uh Mm -hmm. you're missing Mm -hmm. out or um, yeah, and I think in some ways, we believers who know the truth, we're, we, we need to understand that we're not all called to the same things. We're not all called to look the same or dress the same or buy right. the same things or travel the same way. Um, but we mm-hmm. are all called to still to, you know, uphold the gospel and believe, um, mm-hmm in the in the bible really and so i think when we know first of all what we're called to according to the bible according to the gospel when we have that truth as our foundation um that helps a lot in terms of withstanding all of the other voices that come yeah. at us um whether we're on social media or not i mean it can come from a lot of different places and for me, like knowing what I'm called to kind of looks different from season to season. Yeah, for sure. So um, like right now in my season as a mom of young kids, you know, I'm not called to, or I don't feel necessarily called to pursue um, like a career or anything that Mm -hmm. would take me away from my time with them. So like this year was our first year homeschooling and I felt really called to that for this season. And, um, you know, our first year was really great, but we'll see what that looks like down the road. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I think, you know, every season has its challenges, but every season also has 
its graces too. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of what I've learned through the different seasons of what it means being on social media and also being off of it. Yeah. I think that's huge. What you said, just to touch on of like seasons change too, right? So what you're called to in one season may be different than what you're called to in another season and figuring that out is sometimes the tricky part. Like, yes, I know, like as a believer, here are the things I'm always called to, but what does this particular season hold for me and how has the Lord equipped me for this season? That's where it gets tricky sometimes. So yeah, I think that's a really helpful encouragement. Okay. What about saying no with confidence? Anybody feel like they're really good at this? Like I always say no with confidence or (laughs) I mean, what do you think? I would say, um, I think it's funny that you're like, anybody good at this? And (laughs) I feel like it's something that I've been working towards lately, but have never been really good at. And I think college is a great example of this. Like you literally get so many different things thrown at you. Like there's this event going on and you have this thing going on, but you also need to study and go to school and get (laughs) your grades and pass your test. Right. And so um I think there's just that general rule of thumb of like you can't do everything and we all know that and we all I feel like we all know that as a thought or an idea in our head but we don't really know it deeply like in our hearts like we don't fully grasp the fact that we can't do everything and it's okay to try anyway exactly it's like oh let's try to go to this thing. And then at 6.30, I have this next thing. But at 8, I'm meeting someone for dinner. And like, (laughs) you know, you're trying to fill up your schedule. And reality is those things tend to wear you out. Um, And I think part of that is also just discipline of sort of like what Jen was touching on. Like you get so many of these different things thrown at you and you're like, I need to do this. I need to get to these certain places. I need to reach these certain goals. I need to look this certain way. And the reality is that we're not meant to be that way. We are meant to have rest. We are meant to recognize that we're human and we can't do everything. And so I think um, you and Ruth had touched on this idea of FOMO and like Mm -hmm. fear of missing out. And it's something that is real and that a lot of people do experience but I think it's something that we can choose to not live with if we're disciplined about learning that practice. So one of the things that I've heard from a friend before is she was experiencing this FOMO and like recognizing it and was told, Hey, if I actually approach this with the gratitude of it being great for somebody else and not like something that I'm missing out on, then it changes my perspective. So for instance, oh, that's so good. if my friends are going out to coffee and either I can't make it or I wasn't invited even, um, like I should be grateful and excited for them to be able to hang out with one another without me being there. And I don't have to be at everything. So being able to say no to certain things too, in the fact of, hey, maybe I actually can't make it to dinner um, <laughs> with everyone else but I would love to be there. I should be excited for them instead of feeling bad that I actually can't make it. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I feel like after hearing that a couple of years ago, it's helped me 
approach things a little differently and also recognize those moments when I am leaning into FOMO versus like leaning into the excitement for other people. Um, Yeah. And I think practically what that has been like for like me in this current season of still being in the early years of marriage and planning out life with another person and recognizing we can't do everything together, but we also can't do all the things that we're invited to Mm -hmm. is that saying no is actually a good thing for other people and us versus even saying maybe like, oh, maybe I can do that. Like saying no is helpful for us because we're preserving our time and the time we either get to spend together or the time that we're doing something outside with other people versus um, kind of letting this other person linger in this maybe space and then you get down to it and you're kind of leaving them hanging or um, yeah, I feel like that's just kind of the season that we're at right now is learning how to say either yes or no when someone invites us to something off the bat and feel good about that decision versus um, just in that waiting time frame. Yeah. And I think that both of these so far, like knowing what you're called to and saying no with confidence, they're kind of two sides of the same coin, right? Like what are you saying yes to? And what does that mean you're saying no to? Mm. And both of them just require a level of trust in the Lord of saying like, okay, yeah, like I am not going to be at that thing. I can be grateful that those people get to experience that. I don't have to fear it. Like I will trust that I'm secure in the Lord. And those things are hard. Like you really do have to train your mind to work on them. And they're not necessarily our natural inclination. And sometimes you have to say no to good things. Like sometimes you have been serving at a church and then you step into a different season of life and you have to step out of that serving Mm-hmm. position and maybe it's a season or maybe it is for like kind of the foreseeable future but just because it is a good thing doesn't always mean that it's the best thing for you so yeah. um recognizing that even if it is good you can still say no and feel good about that decision if you know the intention of it like if you know the reason why behind you're saying no and not just saying no because you feel like it Right. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. The third principle exercise faith is, was one of my like favorite episodes to think about for this season because it's so common to hear like the cute kind of meme, like God won't give you more than you can handle. But in reality, often God gives us more than we can handle on our own, right? Like he's asking us to trust him, to experience his faithfulness. So what do you guys think? Anybody have an experience with this kind of way to embrace limitations, just needing to exercise faith? Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm definitely in a season of maybe my faith being tested, not necessarily being tested, but really having to push to have faith in the Lord in this circumstance. And I'm currently 32 weeks pregnant. So if I sound like (laughs) I ran a marathon, I didn't. I'm just growing a human. (laughs) I have no lung capacity anymore. Um, and it's funny to say like pregnancy is very limiting, but it is, and it's, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a blessing to yeah. be limited in this way. You know, it's such a gift, yeah. but it's also very hard, um, because you feel like your control over every situation is very limited and you mm-hmm. have to put mm-hmm. your trust in the Lord in this, 
in this scenario because you can do everything right in your pregnancy. You can exercise, you can eat the right, <laughs> eat the right food or not mm. eat the right food. Like I'm doing <laughs> carbs, carbs are my friend right now. Um, but you really like, no matter what you do, if you do the right thing, if you do the wrong thing, it's not up to you how mm-hmm. your child will turn out, how your baby will turn out. It's up to the Lord. He's mm-hmm. in full control of the situation, literally yeah. knitting him or her together in your womb. And like, like I said, like, yes, it doesn't mean you should go crazy in your pregnancy because you have no control over it and just do whatever <laughs> you want. But <laughs> you really just have to have faith that the Lord is in control and yeah, doing what this baby needs, you know, and it's going to be the same way when she comes out, like <laughs> yeah. even Jen, y'all know, like <laughs> it's a, I feel like a test of faith, your entire motherhood, you know, just letting the yeah. Lord have total reign over your kids. <laughs> yeah. It, I can vouch that motherhood for me pretty much always feels like more than I can handle. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a, a great way to think about it. Like you're just going to have to trust the Lord and trust that he will give you the capacity you need, even if it feels like it's way beyond your actual limitations, whether that's physical or emotional or um, relational, like all of those pieces. Yeah. He really is faithful. Okay. The next one up is prioritizing connection. And so we talked about this in a couple of different ways um, this season. One in like prioritizing connection to say like, I will spend time with the Lord and I will spend time with people. Like I will not just keep working and make myself so crazy. Like I will prioritize connecting with people. And then the other way we talked about it was prioritizing who I'm connecting with, right? Like knowing who are the people that I can invest in right now and who are the people I can't. The relationships, not because anything is wrong with them or that it's bad, but just like, what has God given me right now and how do I prioritize those things? So Sarah, I think you have some experience you were going to share on this one. Yeah, totally. Um, I think this is actually something I've, that's kind of been on my mind a lot lately. Just mm-hmm. I, and Anna and I have talked about it some too together, but that, you know, I feel like my very closest friends are girls that I have lived with at one point. Mm-hmm. like whether they were college roommates or roommates after college. And I was thinking about like why that is. And I really think it's just because we spent so much time together and we were with each other through so many different kind of life events. And in yeah. yeah. that kind of quantity of time, it's kind of hard. It's hard to replicate it. And mm-hmm. I um, recently was married almost a year ago, which is pretty <laughs> wild that it's already almost been a year. But, um, you know, it looks a little different with friendships in that I'm not living with those girls anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so just thinking about, you know, when it comes to new friendships and sometimes feeling, you know, a little frustrated that it might not be at that level, even if it's been a couple of years, it might not be at that same level as those other friendships are. And it's, and I was thinking about why that is too. And I really think it, a lot of it has to do with like the time, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, just like amount of time that you spend together consistently. And obviously, you know, it kind of has to do with chemistry, like if you click or not too, but, um, right. but like that really kind of having that consistent time together, it really makes a difference. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so even just thinking about that kind of with those girls that I used to live with and um, with some other newer friendships, thinking about how to still kind of prioritize regularly hanging out or in, and I think one thing that's been really, really great for me is trying to do those things that I'm already doing with one of those friends. Like for example, that one of those girls, we will work out together a couple Mm -hmm. times a week and like that's when we get to catch up and it's been so like vital to be able to see her regularly still um or some other uh couples that my husband and I go to a class with on Wednesday nights and we've gotten to know them really well too through kind of seeing them regularly at that class and so I feel like you know even even thinking about kind of this consistent time spent together it applies so much to our relationships with God too and mm-hmm. and kind of you know like it's really difficult to have a strong relationship when you're not spending time or hanging out all often. And so I think that that's so true with our relationship with God, like whether it's in prayer or spending time in the word. And so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's something about when we do prioritize connection, like we make time for spending with the Lord and in the word and with other people, the people that he's given us, like, those things, when we do them well, help us create good boundaries in other places too, right? Like it helps yeah. us develop and really like actually embrace limitations in other places because it's like, okay, I know what these priorities are. I'm going to choose them. I'm going to invest them, invest in them. And it just helps you set up a framework for the rest of your schedule or your time or what you're going to do. So true. So I true. That's so good to recognize because like if you think about it in the closest friends like I don't know if you've heard this but they say like the five people that you spend your most time with are the people that you end up being like and so the people that you're spending time with really do develop help you develop your character and so if you're spending time in the word that's going to help develop your character if you're not that's going to detract also affect so, your character. yeah <laughs> and yeah. um same goes with like your spouse if you're married or your roommates if you live with other people those people will impact the way that you are um like shaping out to be and I think in college it is pretty vital who you're spending your time around because those years are so important and like do mold a lot of who you tend to be going into adulthood and um, kind of like Sarah said, my college friends are the closest people that I um, have had relationships with over the last few years, but I do live 16 hours away from them now. And yeah. so recognizing like where our priorities lie, and we've talked about this too, of like, it's good to still be in relationship and in those friendships with one another and like making time to have those FaceTime catch-up calls or seeing each other when we are in the same town. But there's also the people that are in my own town and the people Mm -hmm. around me that I can have more of an impact in, in like that still takes time. So like I can have coffee with someone like three or four times, but I can't expect 
that friendship to be the same as my college best friends because they still don't know me the same that those girls do. They haven't spent hours and hours and times crying and (laughs) wanting to give up on a class. Like those moments where you're like in a pit of sort and like working through that. And so prioritizing those closest relationships, like that's something that I've thought through a lot. Same as Sarah, like we've talked about this and like, hey, who are the people that are closest to me that I should be more intentional about? And maybe I haven't been as great at doing that, like asking them the important questions and the deeper questions to actually get to know them versus maybe like small talk every now and then. Um, But I do think what you've said is a key thing, like where pressing into the Lord is also like going to reflect the same way in the relationship that we develop with our friends versus like with the Lord. Yeah. Well, the last um, principle that we talked about in this season was leaving room for the unexpected. And I mean, this is the one that probably kicks my butt the most. (laughs) Um, I, I think I admitted it on, I've probably admitted it a couple of times over the course of the podcast, but I idolize efficiency. Like it is the idol in my heart that I have to fight (laughs) most frequently because I want to do things as fast as possible. Like I want to plan out my grocery trip so that I'm not going to like retrace my steps at any point in the store. I want to map out all the errands so that I'm not like backtracking. Like I really really like things to be efficient and to not feel like I'm quote unquote wasting my time. What that looks like in my calendar is that I can book things back to back to back to back to back because why wouldn't I have a meeting at 11 and 12 and one and two 30? Like why wouldn't I just fill it up because the time exists. And I think that's one thing that the world really tries to tell us, right? Like leverage every hour of your day to its fullest capacity you can have three working days. You can do five to 9 a.m. and then nine to five and then five to nine again. It's like, no, that is not good for me. <laughs> and my mom always used to tell me, well, not used to, currently always says this to me, just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. It's like, oh yeah, that's true. Because if I plan things out hour by hour for a whole day, a couple things are true. I will 100% be exhausted at the end of that day and worthless to the rest of the people in my life. And number two, if something unexpected happens, it's like the world has ended, right? Like if all of a sudden (laughs) I get a call from preschool that one of my kids is sick, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Like I have 17 things on the list today and they all have to get done right now because I've planned this out so efficiently. And that is not a way to joyfully embrace the limitations that God is giving us, right? If I get a call from preschool saying that I have a sick kiddo, that is a limitation that God is allowing in my life. And I need to like (laughs) receive that and say like, okay, we can alter things without feeling devastated about the rest of my day. Mm -hmm. Same thing, even though it's not maybe unexpected, but leaving room for rest in my schedule. All of these things are things I am currently like today (laughs) working through in life. So Hopefully I'm not the only one. Um, but yeah, I think like leaving margin for yourself to rest, to be open to what the Lord might bring on your path that day, whether it's something you wanted or something you didn't want, 
but leaving space in there to say like, okay, I can respond or I can hang out with this person. I can have a conversation, like a real conversation with this person. There's nothing that drives me crazier, even though I love a good schedule, than to like try and talk with a friend and be like, well, when can we hang out? (laughs) And it's like, in six weeks, we can hang out for Mm -hmm. an hour. Because I've packed my schedule so tight that there's just no spot for like, oh, yeah, we haven't seen each other in a while. So those are all the things that I am working on about leaving room for the unexpected. Anybody else? Tell me I'm not alone. (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) I also struggle with this as a very type A control freak (laughs) person. I mean... Honestly, it is one of my biggest struggles because I think it at the root of it is just a lack of faith and yeah. going back to like what it means to exercise faith and what our priorities are. If I think that, you know, if I have all my ducks lined up, everything is done the right way, I feel like I should expect a certain outcome or mm-hmm. that I deserve a certain easy life and that nothing should ever go wrong like I figured they it should out. never I figured it out like there should never I should never have any trouble at the DMV or I should never have any <laughs> trouble with the IRS and these are real like yeah. irrational fears of mine that I'm gonna <laughs> open my I'm gonna check my mail and I'm gonna get like a bill from the IRS <laughs> because I did my taxes wrong and I'm like no I did them right I promise like I'm not trying oh. to cheat the system And I think about these things all day long because they're so out of your control or out of my control. Like Mm -hmm. all these, anything, you know, anything from big government things, anything (laughs) or or small things like accidents that happen every day, you know, Um, like spilling coffee right before I had to record this podcast. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to be late. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, yeah, I think it's just realizing all these small or large inconveniences throughout our day can we can really see them as signs from the Lord saying, mm-hmm. you do need to slow down or you do need to leave room for the unexpected things, whether they, and honestly, they could be great things too. Yeah. Um, sometimes we need to celebrate. Sometimes we need to rest. Sometimes we Absolutely. do need to throw a little spontaneity into our schedules. And so, yeah, I think that's a great reminder for me to just know that, we can see these as gif- gifts from the Lord as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I think that's such a good word for the season as a whole, right? Like embracing limitations, our natural inclination is to push up against them and to be like, no, I can do more than that, or I can figure this out, or I can strategize my way through this. And the reality is exactly what you said, Jen, like God has given us limitations as a gift to mm-hmm. help shape our days and our path and when we try and brush past them or ignore them, he'll send them again, (laughs) you know, like in a different form, like he's trying to make us like Jesus and limitations are part of the way he does that. So if we're pushing up against it, we're really missing out on all that he has for us. That's good. Eve. Well, friends, thanks so much for joining us for this team episode. We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did to be able to just sit and chat together for a little bit. We're just giving you a sneak peek on our real life conversations (laughs) that we would do if we were in person all the time. (laughs) So it's really fun for our remote team to get together and talk. 
we hope this whole season has been an encouragement to you and that if you resonate with it, that you take a moment to share it with a friend or to leave a review for the Grace Lives podcast on whatever platform you're listening. Have a great day.